0: You, the people, have the power, the power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they
1: lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. Welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. This is Truth, Freedom, and Sophia with your host, Sophia, and shout out to super producer, Cindy Ashby. And welcome our guest tonight, Jack Carey. All of our shows are live on onthewakeupradio.com. Also catch replays on SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On the wake up Radio. Also support us on PayPal slash on the wake up radio at gmail.com and check out our streaming site, OTW2, where we upload all of our videos and you can create your own um, channel and upload any videos that you like. Doesn't have to be lives, just can be things that you find interesting. We're also on Cash App at dollar Sign on the wake up radio. And hi, Jack. How are you tonight? Hi.
0: I'm doing so, great.
1: Thank you. So before we get started, I just want to. Let everyone know who you are. This is Jack Carey. And he is one of my favorite researchers. And he's the author of two books, three books, actually. Uh, Paranormal Planet, An American Sorcerer. And he just came out with a brand new ebook today, uh, Bigfoot Unleashed. I downloaded it and can't, can't wait to read it. And you can also find Jack's videos on, on YouTube at uh, the BXP channel. So welcome, Jack. I'm so Thank excited to talk to you
0: yeah it's good to thank you very much for having me back so
1: what a crazy time we're living in and i know you're just the man that i need to speak to for certain oh it's,
0: it's pure chaos you know i remember back in 2012 and you had the big build up to the mayan prophecy and everybody was <clears throat> heavily emotionally invested in that and uh here comes you know the day after the world doesn't end and everybody just kind of forgot about the Mayan prophecy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they discounted it all and said, Oh, well, and I like to remind people that, you know, that was 10 years ago, That's right. 10 years ago. And when you're talking about these eons of time, these time spans that they were measuring, that's barely a blink of an eyelash. And so what they were talking about was a change of season, not where you just came up to a point and click, you know, things right. changed. this was a fade into the next world. And now we're beginning to see it fade in. That's what I think. So,
1: yeah, I actually feel the same way, but it's funny you just brought up 2012 because I think about 2012 all the time. I really do. And I, I wonder if like, you, the way you just put it actually makes sense than what I'm putting in my head like that. We just don't even know what year it is really. And it could be 2012 between that time and like almost like a 10 year period.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, you rarely do you know it's the first day of fall on the first day of fall. You right. know what I mean? And I think that's okay. probably more like what we're seeing with the Mayan prophecies. Um, and they were pretty, you know, Let's let's face it, they're pretty dark (laughs) for this period of time. Um, and it's something people should be well, I mean, we're seeing it all across the world. Um, so it looks like they're dead on. We can hope that the damage isn't as bad overall as we go through it. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst.
1: It's funny because like I feel like there is a really hard time coming, but I don't feel afraid of it. I almost feel like and i I hate express not that i hate expressing i almost feel like i just keep this part to myself but i almost am like i just want it to to come and kind of let's let's get through this let's get on with it but you know whatever's going to happen let it happen and let's rebuild because i do feel like there is that you know going through hell to get to heaven situation
0: yeah you know i've that's interesting i've heard that coming from other people too and um from a lot of really really um respected people researchers um into what's going on right now just kind of worldwide and they're all kind of saying the same thing yeah and that in the interim it's going to be really rough but there will be a point where we're going to come out of it and when we do everything's going to be a whole lot better than it was before we went through the rough time so that's kind of how the universe works
1: yeah well speaking of prophecy i wanted to bring up cliff high in the web bot because you post a lot about what he says so can you kind of because he's been pretty accurate i mean we don't have like like i i don't like when people want like details like oh well detail like the memes are very accurate of what he says
0: oh yeah the memes are are dead on and i remember when those alta reports came out way back in like 2000 and you know God, prior to 2012 and forward, you know, oh, wow. for that- a number of years. And those altar reports, are, it's amazing how they're all coming true um, time and again. I mean, it's those were language patterns that were coming from before there was an intentional polluting of the Internet mm-hmm. with a lot of search terms and words and things that made it completely impossible to do linguistic analysis anymore. So, but, um, but yeah, overall, everything's been kind of dead on. And he's saying this next up until, well, at least until November, things are going to get progressively rougher. Very likely we're going to see a complete implosion um, of the world banking system. Um, and that's all caused by uh, manipulation of the silver market. And that's all hitting at a time when new alien technologies are going to be introduced and it takes vast amounts of silver to reproduce them. And since it's all on the same nerve point, I mean, if you unwind the manipulation of the silver market, because right now what they're doing is just trading vast amounts of silver on paper that doesn't really exist physically.
1: So it's just but, like the federal reserve with the gold or printing money when those gold are back.
0: Right. There's no real silver there. It's just wow. they're just trading it back and forth. Right. On paper, millions and millions of ounces of it that don't exist anywhere. And this new technologies, in fact, our technologies right now, everything from electric cars to cell phones, you name it, they all require silver. But these new technologies coming up that are based on alien finds in Antarctica and elsewhere are going to require vast amounts of silver. And when they actually start this process, I mean, you're going to see an implosion of the fiat dollar, the petrol dollar, as they call it, and there's going to be a complete reevaluation of what actually holds value in society, oh, because they printed it into oblivion, right. into oblivion. You know, and that's worldwide. So the only choice is to go back to a precious metal type of system. However, one of those precious metals is used in technology, and one of them is only used in jewelry, and that's going to cause. The price of silver used in technology to just explode to levels where the government will even start to to pass acts to have the public dishoard their silver. Um, For instance, like in World War One, I think the government did just that. They passed a law where you had to dishoard all of your gold for the dollar. People should look that up. They forget about that. But the government made everybody cough up all their gold to the U.S. Treasury in order to to save the u.s economy and it was like in world war one where you're kind of seeing a reverberation of that going on now so that's kind of where he's at but he's also has tied in the fact that the ufo disclosure is tied into all of this and um the fact that the value of the money that's paying off the companies and people who have all of this technology and secrets.
1: Like the private sectors. Is that what you're talking about? Who the government basically pays black money to and they don't have to disclose anything because it's a private company. Okay.
0: Right. Because it's all private black budget contracts. Right. And they don't have to declare it. See, that's the problem is the IRS is unaware that they have these contracts with the U.S. government. And so these companies have just been just rolling in the money. Billions and it's
1: taxpayer dollars.
0: dollars. Right. Taxpayer dollars and not filing anything. Right. And, and we so, don't even have
1: access to the technology that they develop. In the, oh. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It's just unbelievable. Well, all of that money is drying up. And as it dries up, um, all of those people who are getting paid all of this money to keep stuff quiet, no longer keep it quiet. And it just begins to leak out all over the place. And that's the period that we're in, you know, stage of Aquarius, the age of the revealing of secrets. Well,
1: we've been yeah. living in a giant illusion, I feel like, just like a big giant. Oh, we got
0: oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure at this stage, that's exactly what's going on.
1: I wanna read from, from this book, just a little blip because I wanna, get your book, so ready? Sure. Today, many researchers and authors are beginning to take an ever darker view of what the UFO phenomena pretends for humanity. Some authors such as Charles Fort, William Brimley, and R.A. Boule, see humanity as a little more than a herd of animals under the control of alien masters. William Brimley wrote, quote, human beings appear to be a slave race languishing on an isolated planet in a small galaxy. As such, the human race was once a source of labor for an extraterrestrial civilization and still remains a possession today. To keep control over its possession and to maintain Earth as something of a prison, the other civilization has bred never-ending conflict between human beings, has promoted spiritual decay, and has erected on Earth conditions of unremitting physical hardship. This situation has lasted for thousands of years and continues today. Are we breaking out of this? And is this them trying to keep the leash tighter?
0: You know, I wrote that. I wrote that in 2009. And now that's exactly what Cliff High says. And it's exactly what the remote viewers at Farsight are saying is that this is a prison planet. And it was turned into that by an alien intelligence. And, um and it's just crazy how my research way back then led me directly down the same path that they're all talking about and yeah I think that's kind of where humanity is like for instance the the Farsight um, remote viewers that are trained by Dr Courtney Brown a lot of people out there will know Dr Courtney Brown have done a lot of really interesting remote viewing in the last couple of years. And a lot of it had to do with the alien presence controlling humanity. And, um, and it's interesting that in those viewings, they claim that, yeah, humanity is being predated on, that there are other alien uh, species that are aware of it, but they're sort of indifferent about all of it. They're not like, you know, it's not like anybody feels sorry for us. And a number of them made the comment, you know, um, it's like us with our cattle. You know, we butcher our cattle. They don't see us as any kind of different than that. And, um, and we're no more important than that to them. So that's where I think all of this sort of uh, study of remote viewing itself the expansion of human psychic abilities, which is what I talk about in American Sorcerer, is the only way to overcome the alien agenda and to attack it and to see that it fails, so.
1: Wow, I, yeah, I I just, I eat all that up. So they just recently remote-viewed Uamua, at least that report came out a few months ago and they, Mm -hmm. that's what they found. Will you explain that for our viewers?
0: Yeah, so crazy. So blind-targeted Amuamua, which was the very strange object that came from intergalactic from deep outer space, the first one that's visited us that we know of. It's a big deal all over the news. There's even a Harvard uh, astronomer guy, Avi Loeb, uh, who believes it was an alien craft. Well, these remote viewers blindly remote viewed it, and it turns out that... It in fact was a prison ship. That there were cages on this ship. That it had people in them. Um, that it had been attacked at some point, and there were dead people at the controls and all of that. And all of the people in the cages were dead. And there was you know huge damage to the side of the craft. But how strange is that? A, an alien prison ship on its way somewhere, got attacked on the way either to kill the prisoners or to free somebody and you begin to get a sense of just this you know amazing <laughs> almost like a soap opera almost like I know I was just going
1: to say you like you, you see yeah. like playing out like a movie
0: yeah it really is all of these different plots that you know could be going on we're getting these little glimpses of them here and there and it's beginning to really widen our view and make things make sense. A lot more sense. I
1: think think That's what I feel. I feel like the more we talk about these paranormal things, these, these UFOs, just all these things that it make, it it makes things make more sense. And they've shut our brains down so much to just dismiss and disregard when looking into all this stuff, it baffles me how many researchers will say like so many people, so many officers, so many people who could have an incredible story most never tell. They just oh, yeah. tell themselves it didn't happen and then they move on with their life. Right. So imagine like how many people are out there not believing an experience they actually had. never yeah, you know,
0: I, I was reading today on one of my um, uh, news feeds because I just sit there and monitor nonstop. And apparently there is a representative Martinez, congressman who, He was now a congressman, but he claims to have been in the U.S. Navy in the air at the same time as the Tic-Tac UFO encounter. And so now you have a seated congressman saying, oh, yeah, I was one of the pilots in one of those planes that went after the Tic-Tac UFO. And this is after the you know report that came out uh to the senate house intelligence committee and they all came out of that meeting saying that was a very first very rough sketch of a report and that there would be much more coming so
1: well i can't um, wait for that i just i always wonder how it's are they like are they gonna ever say you know we've already been in Are they going to admit that, that they've already been in contact with aliens, that this is like already taken place? Are they going to, or is it going to be this fake kind of, we don't really know. And then there's going to milk, 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 milk till the public. Uh-huh. Is, yeah.
0: Well, I, I think a, a big part of that is, is uh the it's them that they're just eating a huge sandwich of embarrassment. So because the more that they say, yeah, these are alien craft, the more they have to admit that they've done nothing but ridicule all the people for the last 70 years who were trying to warn the rest of the public. And a lot of those people were murdered by the same government who were trying to keep it a secret. See, all of this stuff is coming into play. And when you admit that you didn't know as much as the tinfoil hat guys, because you're trying to keep a secret from the people from them knowing that you've kept it a secret from them for 70 years, that's a bad place to be in. So you're you're kind of screwed one way or the other. Well, you okay, either tell them you lied for 70 years and you've known about it the whole time or you have to admit that you're dumber than the tinfoil hat guys you were making fun of for the last 70 years. And so <laughs> they're in a real-
1: I think they're dumber world. regardless. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're rocking a hard place. and. You can tell that they're trying to sweep under the rug all of the work done by ufologists for all of these decades and not even mention their names, not even, like, give them any sort of credence in history or anything. They're going to try to just whitewash over the whole thing. And it's it's insane. You know, I, I on my live show on Thursday nights, I mention it all the time. And I'm just like, uh, you know, we can't forget. The sacrifice that all yeah a lot of
1: people i mean they sacrifice their money their time their their health a lot of people a
0: lot of people yeah their real lives involved and real families and real consequences and there's a lot for them to answer to Yeah.
1: so how does the cattle mutilations kind of play into all this because i know they're happening now, like, on live television <laughs> with Skinwalker Ranch. You know, they're mm-hmm. documenting these things. And in your book, Paranormal Planet, you your photos are just incredible and the extensive work you've done on that. And the thing that scares me is the prion protein thing that is mentioned. Yes. And I hear it mentioned with other things. And it's like, is this some sort of mutation? Like, are they using the cows to, like, Grow humans. What do you think this is all about?
0: Well, you know, Gabe Valdez, who was uh, suffered so many cattle mutilations um, out at Dulce, New Mexico, um, near the, the base that was going on out there. And they swear that they opened up one of their cows and found a human like fetus inside of it that gave them the idea that they were incubating some hybrids in in these cattle but that kind of flies in the face of abduction accounts that say the women were just being are being used as the incubators and they come back and take the babies in my research i came across uh very luckily a report that was published by Robert Bigelow's initial group of investigators who went to Skinwalker Ranch, and they were called NIDS, or the National Institute for Discovery Science. And they published a report on cattle mutilations. And basically, what they discovered was that there was a a secret research facility in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, way back in the early 60s. Um this scientist went and collected samples of Kuru virus from New Guinea cool. as a for yeah, as a form of like, you know, weapon testing. And they brought it back and they injected some wildlife with this Kuru virus. And in uh deer and elk, it turns into chronic wasting disease. In uh cattle, it becomes mad cow disease. And in humans, it becomes Jakob Kreutzfeldt disease. So what That's ended up happening? One, eh? Yeah, I know. Uh, one of these deer escaped. And that very next spring, you had the very first cases of chronic wasting disease break out in the United States. What they found in their report after years of studying this, and they admitted that they were hired by people, uh, this was partly a government contract so this wasn't like you know people who think it was just the government doing it i know what was happening there but which i'll talk about in a minute but when the food supply got contaminated was the point where the deer began to have chronic wasting disease, and they don't pay attention to barbed wire. They jump right over it. They eat off the same ground as the cattle. They leave saliva deposits. The cattle consume that, and that's the prion protein uh, contamination that takes place. Prion proteins can live through almost anything. They're just amazing, and nobody really knows where they came from. They survive 1300 degrees Fahrenheit temperatures and that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's no
1: way to sterilize them out oh, is that No,
0: that's the whole thing. There's no way to sterilize them and these cattle are all butchered before their fifth year. Well, oh. this remains subclinical past fifth year. Mad cow disease doesn't begin to show itself until the sixth or seventh year of the cow's life. So it's just not showing the symptoms, but it's got the disease. Oh
1: my god.
0: Right. That's the problem. And see, what happened was these ETs, they literally monitor everything on this planet down to the molecular level, every little thing, including our food supply. And they detected when the food supply became contaminated and they began to test and see where this contamination was. I mean, this is like a giant controllable Petri dish almost to to some of these ETs. Um, and they began to take samples and, you know, all of the pieces that they take, like the half moon yeah. in here, all of the reproductive organs, the tongue, the anus that's cored out. Those are all the organs that have the highest cell reproduction rates. And if you want to see mutations, that's what you want to look at or the ones that are reproducing fast enough for you to see where the mutations are taking place. And so um, and that's what you saw on that episode of skinwalker ranch is just insane um you know it was arthur c clark who said that any sufficiently advanced science will be indistinguishable from magic and the only people that are going to have that kind of technology are et's and I, you know i think it's evident that that's what we're seeing
1: so you know you brought up the reptilian base too recently and the remote viewers viewed that they don't know exactly where but they found a base and it's in the us as i was listening to you talk about that from for some reason colorado is what popped in my head and um what do you where what are they what is this situation with hybrids uh, did they are they like producing hybrids from like uh, the aliens or is it the government working with some offshoot. I mean, I meant to ask like is it the unified like the people who are watching and monitor our planet or is it an other alien species that's working with our
0: government? Sure. Um, so what it appears to have happened was our galaxy was at one time colonized by a single civilization. We call that a type three civilization. And
1: are these the people from Sirius? The beings from Sirius? Yeah, the,
0: all all of these different species that you're that we're seeing now were all part of this bigger civilization. And this is, comes from two really good groups of remote viewers. That civilization crumbled and it's left these factions that are left over. Here on Earth, we're dealing with what people are calling manted aliens or the manta ray looking aliens. These things are um you know, they've got the big bulbous-shaped head. They look just like uh, the insect. And they seem to be responsible for all of the hybridization program, including oh. the little gray aliens. They create those things. Most people don't realize that the little gray aliens are biological robots. They are pro- they're, de- they're programmed through their DNA, to basically do just one job and one job only their entire lives. So imagine being so advanced that you don't need to make metal robots. You grow them biologically and then program them with their DNA to do whatever you want them to do. That's how advanced these things are. And for some reason, and they've never answered the why, they've answered every other question that abductees have put to them, which is really interesting in and of itself. That's great. Not one abductee has ever come back saying, I asked them why, and they told me why. Every one of them has come back saying, I asked them why, and they told me they wouldn't tell me. Every one of them. So these manted aliens appear to be in this hybridization program. But what's interesting is that in the last couple of years, the abduction accounts, the number of abduction accounts have dwindled to almost nothing. And they were telling us for a long time that this was a timed out program, that they were approaching the end, and that the main goal was not only to grow these hybrids, but to place them in human society. Um, And they apparently have been successful. Um, On my YouTube channel, I have that Walking Among Us, the alien hybrid threat video, and that goes through a lot of the evidence that I'm talking about, including... But probably was a real alien hybrid that ended up making it into Perfection. mainstream media. Yeah, David Allen Lash. So, well, so uh,
1: you just mean it, mentioning the mantids and I thought of Travis Walton. Isn't that like when he, the five minutes he remembers of that, you know, week that he was right. abducted, he first, did he first see a Mantid or did he first see Grays?
0: He first saw the Grays, he saw a Mantid. Too, and what's interesting is that he also describes after total freaking out um, that everything left the room. And when the doors opened again, a man entered the room, a man with very strange looking eyes, he said, but long blonde hair. This is a classic description of a Nordic alien. And you makes me wonder. You know, the Nordics have been seen in the company of these other life forms a number of times. And we just can't quite get a clear view of what's happening there. But in the movie, Fire in the Sky, they don't mention it. But when you actually read his testimony, he talks about that moment. Now, this guy walked him around the ship. And then next thing he remembers, he's waking up on the ground. So that was it's very interesting.
1: It's so interesting. Like these abduction stories because some people have like such horrifying experiences and some people mm. feel such love and such a connection and it makes you really Absolutely. wonder what is that. You know, you, yeah. you also talked um been posted David Eckhart that was on that same channel. Um all these got all these pictures are those those are real real mm-hmm. pictures. I mean those are some Yeah. good Thank pictures.
0: You. They're great pictures and he's, yeah, he's captured amazing evidence and see what's weird though, to me, is that this group, these mantids who are doing this hybridization, it's not like they're trying to invade and take over the planet and it's not like they're trying to embed into our society to make it better because they tell them they're not Right. and, and they've told them a number of times, well, It'll, these new ones will be a little bit of our DNA and a lot of your DNA. Won't that be nice? They've said that a number of times. So the motive is what's so weird. You know, it's like they just want to assume the identity of the human race, but not yeah. change anything. It's the oddest now, thing. It, improve it. Yeah, Like all of the abductees and stuff, they're, they're tasked with training these hybrids and how to use utensils and how to like apply for a job and how to drive. Are a these car. hybrids
1: higher psychically than us? Do they have uh, yes, a psychic that's, ability? That's
0: the one nasty little difference is that they are neurologically superior and neurologically they can control superior. human thought and emotion within a given distance. We're not sure what that range is, but that's the ability that they have and their creators, both the grays and the mantids have that ability. The mantids are described as being overwhelming neurological engagement. That's what they call it. Like it, they just seize you and you just can't do anything your mind. The, the grays are said to be about half that strong and the grays have the ability when you're on the table as an abductee, they'll put their eye down as close to your eye as possible and they can seize the optic nerve of your eye and they can project images into your eye. And that's how they, they make these overlay memories on top of the actual abduction experience. They've told a number of abductees that um, they tried to do it without trauma, but they didn't expect human emotions to create such a problem for them. And it's because humans get so emotional that the real memories end up bleeding through their overlay. And that's why we've been able to pick up the fact that this is terror.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Such manipulation. It has to be, it's, it can't be good. It has to be nefarious because you're invading free will. That's
0: right. And that's the thing that, yeah. Dr. Jacobs, he makes that same point. The guy that uh, did this for 40 years, you know, these creatures have no free will. They don't understand free will. They don't understand individuality. They have a hive mind. They live in a society where everybody uh, is psychic and can read minds, so there are no secrets in that society. They don't under- understand anything like dancing or music or anything like that is complete, oh like, goodness. just oh. no go. Like, they just have no conception. No
1: creative. No creative, right?
0: Nothing at all. And they live to do nothing but complete work tasks that are put before them. That's it. That's all they do. I wonder who's
1: at the top of that. Like, I wonder who, you know.
0: Right. And I I suspect, a lot of us suspect that the mantids are, in fact, yet another genetic creation created by an even higher intelligence of some kind. And
1: I have to ask because I'm, like, just remembering. I'm sorry. Because it literally just went, like, he's the guy. Because... You you're, how do the Nag Hammadi texts kind of fall into all of this?
0: Well, the the Gnostic scrolls are basically a way of achieving enlightenment through knowledge, you know.
1: I have both the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Naghamadi text copies.
0: Yeah. So and it's interesting because at the Council of Nicaea, you know, the Emperor Constantine, who was newly Christianized, throughout. Ton of these books, you know, and a lot of them became the Gnostic texts. And there's a lot of just what they call the wisdom of Sophia, the female principle. Um, you know, wisdom is all contained within it, and um, you know, it fits into just all of the ancient teachings that were left to humanity. And Because you about- mentioned
1: like the way we free ourselves is through this spiritual. kind of connection and and improving ourselves spiritually and i feel like that resonates so much with what they're trying to say in those in those texts
0: it it is because it's the idea that you can become powerful almost to the point of divine by following honestly through the knowledge that was gained you know in that fashion and and it is i mean there it's a very powerful path In the end, the human species, we have to remember that the human species uh, really is sort of a singular entity. Um, We do have a collective subconscious, meaning we are connected on a psychic level one to the other um, worldwide. And I talk about in American Sorcerer at the end of the book how to use the collective subconscious to overcome the alien presence because the collective subconscious is all powerful. And if you can sink something into the collective subconscious, much like magicians do with sigils, images, messages that go through into the subconscious of our species will become manifest in the reality of our species. And it's the most powerful weapon there is because you can literally as a species create reality as you go. And we could create a reality where we were not being predated on, you yeah. know.
1: And it's almost like these, whoever these puppeteers are, right? They almost use this knowledge in an inversion against us. I feel Absolutely. like, right, like when they, for most famous, like Hollywood, you know, with their mind control, with the symbols and uh, all yeah. of that, how a lot of them practice the Lema, you know, Aleister Crowley magic, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like these people developed, like, they they understood these awesome, amazing principles, and instead of using it to really help humanity, they just used it to overpower other people, to to become parasitic, almost.
0: Yes, Um, I I, I I totally agree, and it's all about intent, you know, these were people who recognized the power of what they were engaged within doing, and then turned it to dark intent, and that's You know, that's the the folly of our species, really. Um, And maybe now these same people, you know, I write in my book, I'm hoping all of you hold hands and start to use the science to uh, overcome, you know, the bonds of our society and of our species. Um, And let's hope that they do, because that really is where the hope lies. And You can see people like Farsight and people like... um, Joseph McMonagall and all of these famous remote viewers are basically all saying the same thing. We've got to start engaging our psychic abilities in order to have any chance against creatures that are neurologically superior. You know.
1: I have had so many experiences when I really do tune in and I do that. And it's like almost instantaneous. That's why like I say to people like the spirit world is so active and it's, you can you can open these things up if you just learned how to match your intention with your actual actions and, and, and what you really want and, and be willing to sacrifice small material things for that integrity, for, you know, that spiritual value. And it's gone. And it makes me feel so sad. But I do see that it, it's, people are starting to kind of, I see like reach, that point where they're like, I need something spiritual because
0: right. this is
1: too dark for me. In reality, like the, the illusion of reality
0: is it's all, all it's all around. melting before them yeah. you know, it really is. And many, many people are beginning to wake up, um, you know. The age of Aquarius is the age of knowledge. It's the age of information being revealed. And it depends on how that information is used as to whether or not it will lead us to enlightenment or to wisdom. But the information is going to be known. All of these secrets are going to be known uh, during this age. And it's, it's gonna be fascinating to see how the human species weathers the breaking of all of these bubbles of illusion that it's been living in because of this parasitic uh, presence you, on our species. You,
1: do you think we're gonna go into one, another war? Or do you think that the war that we go into, my feelings I like, the war we go into is gonna be like civilian versus tyranny. Like, like, like it's gonna be yeah, worldwide you, like that.
0: Yeah, you could definitely have that. You know, Cliff High's brought up uh, The really interesting point and a lot of evidence to show that uh, right now, the Chinese Communist Party is engaged full on in a war against the United States, an attempt to make it weak enough that they can invade Taiwan without any sort of response. And he claims in the next, by what, the third week of October, he says, um, that will become largely known to the public around the world that there is an ongoing conflict between the chinese communist party and the united states that constitutes war so you can see where all of this is headed yeah it's
1: it's like a build-up you you can almost like see all of these things compiling and it's just like it's gonna explode
0: explode and you know during times of war they They declare precious metals wartime metals. You you also have to turn them in then too. (laughs) How convenient for
1: this, this next, this new phasing out of the you know, dollar system. So are you for crypto or or like do you know are you indifferent? I have no idea, but when I No,
0: I'm I'm at this stage, you know, I'm at this stage simply because crypto is going to be the only route of survival, then I'm pro. Pro Crypto for sure. I own Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano and um, yeah, and I continually accumulate as I so you do think that is
1: a good thing to invest I in do.
0: crypto okay. and precious metals are your safest bets right now because everything else is is really shaky. Um, all of the different monetary systems are all tied to the same banking system that's going to implode. So you want cryptos that uh, aren't tied to any of that. You have total control over them. You can download them into your own, you know, crypto wallet if you want. And keep it right on your computer. You can have your precious metals in your fist at your home, you know. And that's what you want. You want things that you can actually have possession of because contracts, you know, that promise you delivery of this or that, that's all going to just explode. So...
1: Do you think that there will be some sort of event that does wipe out all of our electronics, EMP type thing?
0: Well, you know, I talked about
1: your brain. I'm sorry.
0: No, actually, somebody brought that up the other day because I I talked about that uh, back in 2012 about the power grid going down because of an EMP caused by the sun. And now you're beginning to see that same theme pop up all yep. over the place right an internet apocalypse they're talking about yep. and cliff high in his altar reports has picked up what the what's called an internet blackout point right oh. his alter reports couldn't see anything past the blackout point and there was a big debate as to what was causing the blackout and now um, he's basically come to the conclusion that the cabal, the powers that be, are going to try a communications blackout um, as a last chance thing for them to do something without anybody seeing seeing them do it. Makes um, sense. Basically, they're going to try something worldwide. They don't want any kind of coverage of it, so they're going to take the internet down while that's going on. That's what he says. But it could also, he thinks it could explode in their face. How delicate can they be at this stage? Because they're running and they're in a panic. These people are panicking. They really are. And that's good to see. It's good to watch them panic. And they can't I'm almost
1: afraid to be happy about it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know, right? (laughs) I don't want to be disappointed.
1: (laughs) Really? Wow. This is just awesome. Like, I just read an article last night about. Australia having some they'll be in some secret world meeting and and everything. I'm like, well, that's gonna they must be in trouble if they're doing these, you know, secret world meetings, like
0: yeah, and that's that's what you're seeing. And there's no way that this implosion isn't gonna happen. What what we don't know is how long will the will the pain be? You know what I mean? How fast can you recuperate from that occurring. And a good thing is is that a lot of people have a lot of crypto a lot of people have invested in cryptos and keep up actual
1: economy afloat like to have some sort right, of
0: right okay right a means of trade to be yeah. able to keep an economy afloat so that we got that going for us which is good um and it's, it's going to be a slow process but on the other side we're going to have amazing new technologies and you know probably a world where we don't live under a, a debt system right. which is be nice you know um, who was it was isaac asimov who said the ultimate goal of technology is 100% unemployment that means that you eventually do develop ai robots to take over all the labor
1: and we can just so enjoy life
0: concentrate on perfecting yourself in life you know what i mean that's what our end goal should be with technology and um so maybe we'll turn that corner and you know
1: i kind of have this like fantasy where like i picture that like all the people just decide one day they're like i don't want to be a cog in the wheel and then they just start like creating whatever they want like that's how we're supposed to live i feel like we're like hey um i need to get up there okay well let me think of a way to get up there and now you just you know do what you need to do and you need to do it and build off each other
0: yeah and that's what people are doing now you can just see it like people are just they're done with it they are done with it nobody wants to stand in a building and look at the same four walls for 40 years of their life. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to do that anymore. You can't, you know, you just, it's such a hard sell that you, can, you just can't do it anymore. And if nothing I else, I think the quarantines reminded people of that. That, yeah. you know, I kind of woke them up. Oh my God, I'm a slave to the system. You know, I don't want to be a slave anymore. I got to figure really out- It really isn't
1: a, a slave. Wait, that's what it is. It's almost, it's, it's indentured servitude almost, exactly, right? <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, indentured servitude. And
1: I I noticed that really young. And I got to say, it's almost like um, America in this maybe 100-year period, right? Because even in the early 1900s, people were still very working off the land. It was not, you know, until after the Industrial Revolution. But people even up in the 50s, like, still grew their own tomatoes and stuff. And it's just like all of a sudden, people just totally forgot that, that, like, we can grow our own food if we like people became so just reliant on easy access easy access
0: that's right you know and jefferson jefferson wanted an agrarian society and argued so hard for them not to industrialize because he said industrialization will cause a massive gap between the haves and the have-nots it just is a byproduct of it you know but in agrarian society, everybody's growing their own food and, you know, yep. every farm is self-contained Makes more sense. and independent. And you can see where there's a lot of wisdom in that, you know, the rest of the world.
1: There's so much in that because not only is it you have life, you know, you're, you're able to sustain your life and your food. Right. But when you, you know, have your hands in the dirt, you're getting healing ions you're getting every day you know interaction with nature and it just it does other things for the mind when you're when you're doing that when you're in charge of your own survival needs right. like no one appreciates living because they don't have to survive on their own really
0: right and the beautiful thing about that like in these day and age is that you don't have supply chains that can be interrupted, causing mass death in in your society, because every little farm is self-contained and everybody can live off of what they're doing right there. And you don't have all of this, you know, fear that the, you know, chains, the supply chains are going down like you did with, you know, the first COVID wave that went through. So.
1: Wow. So now going back to UFOs, because that's what just came back in my mind. Why is there so much uh, like a pissing contest in like the researcher, you know, the, the the deep research is like with what this technology is that they're showing us on the news, say that some are like adamant that it's definitely not alien and it's ours that they're just trying to, you know, introduce know. us to. And then, you know, other people are like, no, it's alien. And what do you, I feel it's like it's alien, but sometimes I don't know.
0: Oh, no, that's completely alien. As soon as the senators came out and said, There's, that's not our technology, that's the, that's the moment everybody should have dropped whatever they were holding and let it smash on the floor because that meant that it was no way it was being manufactured on this planet. I can promise you that. Anybody who yeah. thinks that China or Russia has anything close to the technology of the United States is kidding themselves absolutely kidding themselves russia they would have has, already
1: taken us over that we would it would just well, the world would be very different if they already had that well, yeah,
0: if they had, well, yeah if they had that kind of uh, technology they would have just already taken us over and, and not to mention this is the same technology we've been seeing for 70 years right what did they manufacture it 70 years ago because that's what you're trying to sell if that's what you're you know selling the public and I really honestly believe that what you're seeing with those people is such a deep seated fear of them, of their belief system of everything they thought was yeah. true, and real and could be is going to get ripped out of their hands like a little baby safety blanket. And they're coming up with anything not to have to admit it, anything. Yeah. It's such a painful thing for a lot of these humans because of their preconceived, oh, well, if I'm wrong about that, I could be wrong about anything. And that's really scary, shaky ground for most people psychologically.
1: See, that is where I always say what is the sickness in people is that. That clinging to, to, I cannot turn from what I'm committed to. It's like a commitment Uh to a worldview, and you just can't.
0: Yep, yeah, I will not fail yeah. it. I will make it true.
1: <laughs> it, 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 that's, where, that's where everyone's living in kind of a shared delusion where when we right. realize like someone like when someone sucks at dancing, this is a random analogy, right? And everyone's like, no, mm-hmm. it's great. And the person like is like, I was the best dancer. Like, no, no, you were. But everyone told you you were. So we're all sharing a delusion right now.
0: Uh-huh and the one way to break that is I talk about it with the in, in American sorcerer again with the Wright brothers right so there were all of these articles that came out just days before from all of these scientists making statements mankind could never achieve flight yada 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 no way you know until there was a example that was repeatable and therefore undeniable and what we're seeing with this new disclosure is video after video after video showing repeatedly the same technology and that's not going to go away Uh, they've just determined somebody in the powers that be has said we don't have enough money to keep it a secret anyway and we can't find the right scientist to work completely undercover on this technology without Any recognition ever their entire lives on whatever they accomplish, that's a hard sell. You know, these kids coming out of physics school and everything else with their big degrees and you're going to tell some kid, "Eh, we'll let you work on some alien technology. But nobody will ever know who you are and whatever you achieve using that technology will never be known. And you can never tell anybody about it—your wife, your children, your family. You know what I mean? And, and you're not going to make a majority of those diplomacy. guys. <laughs> so that's that's the real world mechanics of what they're facing, and and so they're just saying, "Well, let's just let it go."
1: So people like Bob Lazar, right? He his sketches that he drew explaining kind of how these craft work. What's
0: yeah, yeah.
1: What are the difference, say, between those the UFO saucers and like are some meant for interdimensional travel or some meant for just like Earth travel? Like, have you looked into things like that at all?
0: We don't know. In fact, he wasn't even sure if interdimensional travel could be achieved with them. We know a lot of UFO activity appears to be interdimensional Mm -hmm. activity, but. He describes that these particular craft take an element called element 115, which he described way back then. And now they say it really exists. You know what I mean? And he said that these craft are able to kind of tilt on their side. So this would be the bottom of the craft. And when they do, they've got these little like rays that they can tilt and aim. And that creates a gravity field in front of the craft. And the gravity field is so strong that it can literally bend space and time. And so as it's going, it's just jumping through space and time. There's no real propulsion. It's just simply bending the space wow. and time. Like time skipping. Right. <laughs> right. And, and so that's why it can, they have instantaneous hypervelocity. There's no building up to speed like you have in any kind of propellant. It's A to B you know, instantaneous hypervelocity. That's one of the three components. The other is, or the others are anti-gravitic effects, uh, transmedium travel. So these craft were filmed going from air surrounding the Omaha, 14 of them, into the ocean,
1: right. traveling
0: at 700 knots an hour or better, which is completely impossible, according to our laws of physics, and then re-entered the atmosphere again. So these are craft that can literally travel through any medium, um, which is just insane. And there's no visible means of propulsion. There's no means of, you know, lift. There's no wings. There's no anything. So, and, you know, that's what people have been seeing for 70 years. And we're still amazed that now we have it and they're talking about it. You know what I mean? I because it, it just affects the human psychology so much. It, really, it will really
1: free does. us, I feel like in so many ways it will free us psychologically, but how many people will probably like, they they want something to worship, they'll, they'll turn that into a religion probably.
0: Oh yes, there will be many cults form over the next few years as this becomes ever more undeniable.
1: Wasn't someone we, someone who was on your network their own little cult, chicken cult or something?
0: Oh, God, yeah. good in the blue chicken cult. Oh, my God. What a scam artist. I cannot even believe. And made off with millions of dollars on a completely made-up story with no physical evidence.
1: Like, tell people that you're going to be part of, you know, this saving uh, civilization and a blue bubble's going to come. And, like, to tell people that, that, that... That's just... And to people... It makes me feel Ah. so bad. It makes me so Ah. disappointed in humanity when things like that happen.
0: I know. And I, you know, I reminded people, I told Jay Widener at the time, because he was my producer at the time. I was like, man, this is a time bomb. These guys are a time bomb. And that's exactly what ended up happening. They exploded and they took Gaia with them because it was just a total disaster. Gaia threw all their weight and credibility behind these guys. And I saw them talking and I'm like, Really, because nothing these guys are saying matched up with seventy years of documented UFO hard won UFO research by real investigators, and they don't have a single piece of physical evidence. And you guys are just gonna throw it out there, huh? I just couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. Are they they
1: supposed to like present these extraterrestrials as such? You know, benevolent you know, um, caring, like watching over us kind of beings. Is there something, I wonder, like some sort of psychological control going on sometimes in people?
0: It could be. And at the time, I was telling people, watch the documentary Mirage Men, who talks about Richard Doty and the Air Force's anti, you know. I'm going to
1: watch that tonight.
0: Yeah, they're intelligence uh, guys. It occurred to me that they could be Disinformation agents, because here you have guys that show up talking about a Mars program, and we have a lot of evidence that there is a Mars colony operational, and these guys are just making up crap stories all about it. To muddy the waters just like any disinformation agent would do. So now you bring up a Mars colony and people are like, Oh, that blue chicken crap, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Realize that, yeah, because now you throw the baby out with There's the bathtub.
1: credits everything.
0: That's right. We throw and that's what those guys are masters of. And when I see him, even today, I think this guy's got he's got you know intelligence agent written all over him. He's another Richard Doty that was sent in to to basically to destroy Gaia who was producing all of this stuff about UFOs and then to basically create so much damage in the UFO community that once again, they would suffer this gigantic humiliation and, um, and be victims again, you know, it's it's funny.
1: It's like they took Laura Eisenhower's story and kind of just
0: Grew exactly.
1: it. We just drew it to like
0: Yes, they took her story, then they married it to Cliff High's reports, and then they married it to a bunch of other researchers' stuff, and he just sewed together this big wild yarn with him at the center as the galactic ambassador.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was totally why why I bring this up because I think it's important for people to understand, like information wise. Right. It's we shouldn't be looking at our researchers that we go to as, you know, sources of truth. You're your own source of truth. You know, you should interact with information and run it through your systems. Like I tell people, run it through your head, you know, then your heart and then really just ultimately you'll know what your gut, what the truth is. Absolutely. But too often, for people are just they 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 want something to be so true, like you were explaining. And so I was like, uh-huh. that sounds like the one I'm most comfortable with. So I'm going to go with that
0: worldview. Right. They're going to root for that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not about rooting for a team. It's about finding the truth, the truth. because yeah. you know the tr- the truth is the only in my mind anyway. And this is Me my spirituality is discovery or the attempt to discover truth is the only way to truly honor the God of this universe. And that's I how agree. I live my life and my investigations. That's where they all came from was my pursuit of the truth in that endeavor. So.
1: And it translates very clearly and deeply. Honestly, that's why like, oh, I was like, you know, I, I really, you resonated with me a lot like thank the research you, thank you books,
0: nice. I appreciate that.
1: I respect your work a lot, and i I, I want to go to one last topic because of your book that you did just release your ebook, sure. Bigfoot. So let's talk about Bigfoot a little bit.
0: All right. let's talk.
1: So is Bigfoot you more animal, more human, or not animal at all?
0: I will okay. well, first of all, let me presage this by. I'm going to touch upon it briefly, but this is what my book is entirely about. And I present a, a very compelling long line of evidence to suggest, strongly suggest, that it is the case that these, these creatures are a chimera construction now chimeras are a fusion of genes between animals that wouldn't normally be able to reproduce offspring that's amazing because when they looked at the dna we collected in hundred and other ten samples it appeared as though the y or the paternal dna was a chimera construction on a scale beyond anything humans could even dream possible And for example, I'll give you just a few weeks ago, a science study was published in which a team of international team of scientists were able to fuse perfectly monkey genes into human embryos. And they survived for 17 days before they were willfully terminated because of moral reasons, as you know. And, but it shows that even with our rudimentary science, we were able to mix primate genes with human genes. This is exactly what the Sasquatch genome study showed, that it was a mixture of an unknown primate with homo sapien DNA on the mitochondrial or mother's lineage. And the father's lineage looked to be a chimeric construction of primate and a number of other different species, and I talk about all of this in my book and where all of this evidence leads.
1: I'm excited so, to read it. I really am. Um, and speaking of DNA, um, let's talk about Maria, the, the mummies, the um, the alien mummies from Peru. Sure. Uh, you touched on that too recently in a video, and that's something I always revisit. Those videos, those little seven minute, you know, how they tracked the study oh, of the. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, the little 5-7. Um, I've yeah. been having fun doing those for Gaia. Um, hopefully they're going to do one on the new book. That's what they said. So that'll be good. But yeah, that, it's fascinating. Those mummies. Uh, I thought and we thought, Melissa and Jay and everybody that was involved with that first investigation at the end of it, when the Ministry of Culture was just like, no, go. And they just slammed the door. And that was that. Nobody would ever hear anything about it again. And yet... I saw on the, what's called the disclosure channel. I don't know if you, anybody has that, but it's on like free internet television, TV plus I get. There's a disclosure channel and there was an independent documentary about those mummies. I couldn't believe it. I was like, where did this come from? And so out there right now, there's a new documentary talking about that find. And so we, we may in fact end up seeing that come forward. With all the new UFO disclosure, because it is exactly what they say it is—those are alien mummies. It was proven true at the University School of Medicine Radiology Department, who said it could not possibly be faked. All of that bone structure inside the animal, the creature, could not be faked. And one of those
1: They're pregnant. Uh,
0: yeah, one of the reptilian yeah. aliens had an egg in her abdomen. So it's incredible!
1: I. What what's so incredible about this is the fact that it's almost like these creatures lived among people because right they, they 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 dated from different times but they were buried together. And they're right. all different sizes. They seem like different species of some sort.
0: Yeah, and it's weird they both have three digits. Three fingers, three toes on both species but clearly different this Species and one of them, the Maria one, the larger one with the elongated skull, had some human DNA 25% human DNA. Um,
1: and so you're
0: just thinking, wow, Mario, the tomb robber who goes by Mario, said that he suspected that that was 10% of the overall complex, tomb complex. But there were
1: many more mummies,
0: right? He suspected a ton more. Yeah. So. Wow.
1: I can only imagine what's over there in Peru and, and just in, in uh, South America.
0: Right. I mean, you know, those, the, one are, of the those fascinating,
1: bananas.
0: yeah, one of the fascinating things about that find, real quick, is that in some rocks near um, where this guy said this tomb was, they found some petroglyphs of creatures with three fingers. Amazing. So I mean, a the lot people,
1: of petroglyphs kind of show like right the the na- a lot of Native American petroglyphs. They kind of yeah. show these kind of beings drawn. They the uh, oh, yeah,
0: Australian, right. the yeah. Aborigine
1: uh, ones. Cool. Those are yeah.
0: Crazy. God, they're creepy. They're creepy, aren't they? So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I want to ask you because I sent you that video of that black. Thing that was in front of my house, you know, that went on for two and a half hours of that thing coming and going, and coming wow. and going, and coming. And at first, noticed it was just hanging in front of the car, and I thought, "The heck is this black cloud?" So I look out my window, couldn't see it with my naked right. eye. And right. it rem- when I was reading this story, the story of the North American uh, entities, the cloaked figures in the woods that people are seeing. Uh-huh. I thought, is this some sort of cloak thing? Well, why would something be in front of my house? Like, it's just so creepy.
0: <laughs> I know, it's weird. But you're not the only one that's seen cloaked-like things outside their house. Like, for instance, i brought up uh, numerous times Bruce McAbee. Do you know Dr. Bruce McAbee, the UFO? He's a famous UFO video analyst because he's a doctor of, uh, like, optics and uh, he, his wife um, was deer hunting on their property and had a direct encounter with one of these cloaked beings. And I ask in my film, you know, what are the odds that here famous Dr. Bruce Maccabee, the UFO analyst guy that's been on countless documentaries has a wife who's deer hunting on their property and has a run-in with one of these cloaked entities that I made a film out of people filming. Like, we have them on film. You can see them cloaked, moving the bushes and stuff. She runs into one of those. What are the odds of that and it not being connected to an ET intelligence of some kind? Has to be. Has to be. So.
1: Wow. Wow. This conversation, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Because... <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just i'm in my head a lot and i i I really respect your work and i just these things are really important to me i think they're important for humanity and to get this as a normal topic of conversation so i want people to start looking up at the skies i think the more our attention starts you know looking for these things not trying to invite them or anything but just being aware will become aware
0: that's right it's time for the sleeper to awaken and it's time for our species to grow up out of our babyhood into what we're meant to be if we're going to survive as a species so that's where we're at We will
1: thank you jack always for thank giving you me guys. your time i really do appreciate it thank you and Absolutely. thank you to our listeners
0: yeah thanks guys <laughs>
1: You're listening to On the Wake Up Radio. This was Truth, Freedom, and Sophia with Jack Carey. Good night, everybody. Look it up. Blood
0: individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane Cindy, 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 Cindy Ashby production. Cindy Ashby production, Cindy Ashby production, Ashby production. Ashby. On the Wake Up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform.